you are learning how to allow all opinions and truths to be without the knee-jerk reaction to argue, respond, or defend. And so there are these beautiful lessons in what is occurring right now. And yet we're not all designed to throw ourselves out there to be beat up by the divide, by the polarization. Um, and so learning how to navigate that fine line, a lot of us could probably agree with this, is that it's almost impossible to keep quiet, right? It's all, you're, you're almost, it's almost like, I can't keep, regardless of what side or divide or polarization or belief or truth you have, there's a lot of us that are like, God, I just need to start speaking my truth. And so we are learning how to speak truth and hold truth from a neutral perspective, which means I'm standing in the middle of the lane, the middle of the highway, and there's all these different lanes that are in this now moment that are holding truths, including my own. And there's no truth that's the absolute truth. And when I'm standing from that observational space, that neutral space, I have an opinion, I have a truth. And yet I'm also recognizing that there are all these other truths. And when I hold that vision and when I hold that neutral perspective, there's no need to argue. There's no need to convince. Fantastic. So um, I'm David from the Pleiadians Awakening Group. And, and here's Sula, who's, who's a sort of co-host with me, with Karen. And we welcome members of Karen's Inner Sanctum group and Sula's Critical Thinking group and our Pleiadian Awakenings group. And we're all here today for special session with Laurie Ladd, who's in San Rafael, California. And um, I'm going to introduce Laurie from Laurie's bio. Laurie is an Ascension teacher, a multidimensional channel. Laurie provides teachings, messages, and guidance for humanity during this powerful shift in the human collective. Laurie reminds humanity of why they incarnated at this time and how to courageously ascend into higher states of consciousness. She takes the complexity of ascension and grounds it into simple and digestible concepts. Laurie dedicates her life to assisting humanity in this planetary shift in consciousness. Her greatest prayer is that you remember who you are why you are here and all the beings of light that are supporting you and we're going to hand over to laurie who who will introduce um herself and tell her story and tell us all and any messages that are coming through today and then and whenever laurie you're ready we'll go to to the q questions and answers session so we're so so um loving life that you're you've come and joined us today um, so very welcome, and I'll I'll hand over to you and, and mute me. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. I had no idea how this was um, how this platform worked. So um, I typically don't see faces when I talk, so I'm like a little nervous. Like, oh, there's all these faces here. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, I'll just see what wants, wants to come through um, and, uh, and what wants to be shared with us today. So for those of you that are not aware of my work, um, I connect into the Galactic Federation of Light and they provide me with messages and guidance for us right now. And their perspective is always this really beautiful 
large perspective that we're aware of a lot of the time, but we, we forget because we are in this, we're kind of shrouded in this density of this third dimensional fog. And we're experiencing the emotions and thoughts and beliefs and behaviors that are in this matrix and in this paradigm that can challenge our remembrance of what's actually occurring in this massive great awakening. And so the beautiful piece about the, the Galactic Federation of Light is they're always giving us these little uh, nuggets of remembrance, right? And one of the biggest pieces they give us every single day that I share on every video I think that I put out, and it came up again this morning is the remembrance that what we're going through right now, this massive shift in, in consciousness, the kind of chaotic sort of craziness that we're experiencing is a past moment. It's almost like we're in, we're, we're in a past now that we're slowly like a snail moving through. And we've already come out on the other end. We've already, we've made it. And so it's a matter of remembering that it's already done and complete. We've done it. But we have to now, because of time-space continuum, we now have to go through it. And the going through part is like the, 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 the most challenging, crunchiest, uncomfortable, and yet exhilarating and amazing and joyful, loving moment that we can have. It's got this yin and yang piece to it, um, the joy and the suffering and the sorrow, right? All of it. But they're always reminding us, don't forget you guys, you made it, you already did it, right? And so it's a remembrance of, okay, in my now moment, how do I navigate this to the best of my ability in all my humanness and in all my third dimensional physicality? How can I navigate the now when I am being inundated with the density that we're shifting, right? The, the darker consciousnesses that we're shifting, how do I navigate this in every now moment holding the higher states of consciousness while still allowing myself to experience the very human dense experiences, the thoughts, the emotions, whatever that is, right? This is our role. This is, and the craziest piece about this is that we're actually shifting the conscious. We're, we're literally shifting the human collective right now just by holding these higher states of consciousness. And I, so I Sometimes I wish that the human can have this, this knowingness the way I have this knowingness because I, I feel like it would provide us with more gusto of going out there every day and holding those higher states no matter what. Because the unfortunate piece about energy is that we can't see it, right? So we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure we're shifting the collective. I don't see that. All I see is this density continuing to get louder and louder. And what we can't necessarily physically see with our eyes are these timelines that we're jumping, these, these abilities to literally pull the human collective out of a timeline that would have created more chaos and, and, and destruction and jumping, jumping to this other timeline that is allowing us for more joy, more peace, more love, all of these things that, again, we're not necessarily seeing but it's an absolute that's happening. It's like the, these, we're these warriors of light and we're emanating this light and we're jumping timelines like little frogs, right? Like, juke, juke, and we're pulling the collective with us. 
in every single now moment. We just can't see it. And so it's imperative for us to remember this larger perspective that we all have. We just forget, right? We just forgot. And that's the biggest piece right now. That's the biggest message that's coming in over and over and over again is the power of your light, the power of your physical body emanating out that light, the power of remembering the divide and the, and the, the, the polarity and the separation that is happening right now and the reason that we're here, the reason that we're in physicality, the reason that we're in these bodies, right? And then of course, connecting to the higher dimensional realms and saying again, can you remind me again of what I'm doing? Can you remind me what's happening? Can you be by me? Can you be with me? Can you, can you love me up a little bit? Because this is really freaking intense, right? This is really, really challenging. And all of us have these higher dimensional beings that are like cheering us on. They're cheering us on. I sat with the Galactic Federation of Light this morning and I said, okay, what's the message today? And they were like, freaking bravo. And I'm like, bravo? There's countries that are experiencing like genocide right now. What do you mean bravo? Like you're on track. You're on track, they're saying. You're on track. This is consciousness that is dissolving and you have to see it. And it's like, well, it's really uncomfortable to watch this. I don't know how to teach. How do you teach that? How do you share that what we're seeing, which is such chaos, is actually a positive thing? And they said that our role is to continue to hold love, hold the knowingness that we're pulling that, that chaos, we're pulling that, that destruction through what they're experiencing. Almost like we have to see that genocide or that, that chaos or that destruction or whatever it is we're seeing, we have to see it. And by emanating out love or, or compassion or empathy, we're, we, we're pulling it. Does that make sense? Like we're pulling it out of what it is doing. The only way to pull it out is to see it and to shine as much light and love onto it as possible. And that, that, that process of us doing that, it's what they've been doing for thousands of years, the higher dimensional light beings. And now it's our role to do it. It's our job on the actual planet in bodies to now do what these higher dimensional beings have been doing for so long. We're capable of it, we've been doing it. It's now it's time to actually consciously recognize the power of our light, the power of the focus of where we are intending our light to go and how that can shift even the most destructive, dark, horrific consciousnesses that we are seeing right now play out on the earth plane. Does that make sense? Thumbs up. <laughs> Absolutely makes sense. It's so beautiful. And it's, uh, it's a message that so many are bringing at this time. And uh, so many light workers are experiencing the density and seeing the, seeing the, the distortions of this world and getting all up in their upset. And your message is their messages. Many messages is like, can you witness it without being in the upset, without being in your judgment, your blame, shame game. Can you witness it? Um, right, Laurie? Yeah. And they're also, they also are always telling me. And so I always share this. We're going to feel, we're going to feel the anger. We're going to feel the rage. We're going to feel the sadness. We're going to feel 
that which we're alchemizing. So it's not a matter of don't feel it or push it aside or, you know, get upset with yourself over the fact that you're feeling that feeling it is part of it. Feeling the consciousness of it is part of it. Getting upset is okay. Right. Feeling it is the alchemization process. That's how we alchemize through our bodies. The key is my body is a transmitter. Literally my body is a transmitter. It's a, it's a, it, it transmits light. And so if I just allow that emotion to move through, without attaching to it, then my body will not transmit that energy. For instance, if I watch something happening, let's, let's say maybe I'm looking at something about sex trafficking or the pedophile stuff, right? And I feel this nauseous anger, rage. Okay. I'm going to look at it in two ways. One, I'm going to feel that consciousness, which is anger and rage. And I'm going to feel it as if it's moving through my body. Then I'm going to choose to emanate or transmute out, put out love, joy, expansion, breaking that up. And how do I do that? I visualize that consciousness and I visualize light like I've never seen it all around that consciousness. So it's twofold. You have to feel it because that's how we alchemize, but you don't attach to it because if you attach to the feeling, then you're going to perpetuate the feeling back out through your frequency, right? So you're just recircul you're like, you're recycling it. Um, and you're going to get mad and angry and yell at them and say, you know, all that stuff that we do as third dimensional humans, instead of, I'm going to feel it great feeling it all. And then you remember my body's a transmitter. It's going to transmit light. That's how I'm doing this. Okay, so what am I going to transmit to that which I can't believe is actually happening? Light, 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 love, love, compassion, empathy, light, light, right? And, th and that's, that's our job. That's why we're here. That's a huge piece of what we're doing here is to really understand that's how powerful you are. That is literally how powerful you are, how powerful your light is, how powerful our bodies are. And it's time for us to start doing it, not just the galactic or the angels or the higher dimensional beings. It's time for us to start doing this right now with our physical bodies. And we all know how to do it because it's innate. We all know how to do it. Uh, it, it, it resonates. You're like, oh yeah, I think I know how to do that. I've been doing that. Or, oh yeah, I can do that. I, I just do this, 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 right? We all might have our own sort of way of doing it. But they told me that the power of doing this over and over and over again, as often as we can, is going to pull the human collective into these higher states exponentially, almost like, um, you know, the car's going 100 miles per hour and the wind's blowing in your face. is like, we're like, oh my God, it's like warp speed. Um, that's what we have the ability to do right now. Um, and what we're going to notice, what all of you have been noticing, what we all have been noticing is as we do this, it just, the density gets louder, it just gets more crazy, uh, which only allows more humans to wake up because they're looking at it thinking that's insane. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a beautiful message that came in today. I mean, I think there's probably a lot of people that have been talking about this, but for me, it was a, it was a new message that came in about the power of our bodies and being the transmitter of that light and really holding the intention and the focus on where you're literally transmitting your light frequency um, and, and dissolving it. I mean, it could be in any country, any city, anything. It could be, a, it could be 
you know, the elite or the wherever, you know, you don't even have to see or know where it is. But if you hold the intention and focus just like that, we can start shifting it. Beautiful. You know, for many people that are in this group and that will be watching this later, because uh, I'll upload, I'll edit out you, Laurie, and upload it to my YouTube channel. Um, they're the difference makers. They're the light weavers. They're the white, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. They're the galactic, you know, star seeds. But they know they're here to make a difference. And I think for many of them, they don't know how, why, you know, you're, you're giving us some tips on how to flow our energy. But it's always interesting to hear people's stories of how they came into their remembrance of their mission here on earth and how they had their awakening. Can you share a little bit about your, you know, how did you meet the Galactic Federation of Light? Like how old were you? What was happening? How did you know you weren't going crazy? Yeah. Um, so I was 13, uh, 1989, when I um, became aware of the fact that I would be assisting humanity in this ascension process and in 1989, I had this awareness that it was going to be some sort of chaotic experience where the earth was going to go through like a cataclysmic sort of event where humanity would need to be pulled off the earth plane. So I had this vision of like spacecraft coming and I would be like helping people up the ladder onto the spacecraft and we would kind of go back to like our home planets or our home star systems or whatever, right? And now we know that's not the case. We're actually ascending right here, right now. But this is the event, this is the beginning of this massive sort of uh, experience they were telling me about. And um, from the age of 13 until I was 40, I was a wide awake, but I chose to pretend like I wasn't and I lived a very normal life. Uh, I had all the crazy addictions. I uh, went to school, graduate school. I worked in private equity. I did all kinds of fun stuff as a human. And then when I was 40, I decided that it was time to do, get to work. Like I, I need, it was time. I was ready to commit to, my, to whatever my purpose was. I just had no idea what it was other than helping people through ascension. And um, when I decided to start opening up, I went to Mount Shasta and I climbed up this big mountain and I stood on this, the top of this rock and I was like, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like, okay, I am, and this was in 2014 or 2015, I said, I, I'm, I'm surrendering a thousand percent. I'm surrendering everything over to you, to my guides. I'll, I'm giving you all of me and I'm committing a thousand percent. I will do anything you say, whenever you say it from this moment forward. And that's when I began channeling. And I didn't, I started channeling um, the Lemurians at first. I started channeling Adama and all these different Lemurians that were inside uh, this portal within Mount Shasta. And, and I learned how to channel through them. And it was in 2017 that I was, that I connected to the Galactic Federation of Light. And that's when it was like, welcome home. Let's get going. You've got work to do. And then it was just this constant flow of information that came in as if somebody was standing next to me the radio station had been turned on and it was this feeling of like oh this is this is what this is what it's all about um and because this is my what i'm here to do it just happened really naturally and i didn't have to work on connecting with them um and 
And so every now moment, I'm just, I, I, they're with me. I feel them. I hear them. Um, they're guiding me uh, all day, every day. And I've never, I've done everything they've wanted. I've, I've committed my life to this work. Um, and they have provided me with whatever I need to survive. So it's this working relationship that I have with them. And, um, and it's an honor. It's, it's, it's an honor to be able to, to be that, the, that vessel or that messenger for them. There's a lot of humans that are, that are channeling for many different councils and, um, and to be able to remind humans of what's happening. That it's just a remembrance, right? It's, it's, it, you all, you all know what's, what's happening and, and why you're here. It's just that they come in to give us a little bit of a kick in the butt and, um, and a reminder of why, why am I here again? Remind me again, what the freak am I doing? Why did I decide to do this? What the heck, right? And they're like, this is why, this is why, this, like every day, right? It's like we need these reminders over and over and over. Um, it, it's, 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 a, it's a constant um, reminder right now because the third dimension is so, it's so heavy. Um, it's really hard to remember um, why you're here. And, 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 you know, the piece that's really starting to unravel for me that they've been giving me for a while that I've been giving to everyone is that it's not about a purpose work, right? Like, meaning it's not about, oh, I'm a Reiki healer or, oh, I read cards or, oh, I'm a channeler or, oh, I have a service that I provide that's beautiful and that's great. And that's part of like a third dimensional linear sort of way of looking at purpose work. But that has nothing to do with why you're here because what, why you're actually here is to be in a physical form emanating out of frequency that is much higher than the human collective frequency in order to shift the human collective. That's why you're here. And all the other things are sort of um, toppings on the Sunday. Right. And, uh, and so the more we can start to settle into that, it doesn't, it doesn't make it easier. A lot of humans are like, well, that sucks because I want to know specifics. I want to know exactly why I'm here. I want to know, I want, I want a job to do. And many of us don't have jobs to do. <laughs> many of us are here to literally hold the light and to literally shine that light out every single now moment as a mother, as a father, as a beautician, as a bank teller, as a taxi driver, as that is why we are here. And that is not easy for a lot of humans to hold because, you know, well, I want to be doing what Lori's doing, or I want to be doing what Kathy's doing, or I want to, you know, and it's, we can't have everybody in that space. We need them spread out doing all different types of things, connecting to all different types of humans that would never hear Lori speak. Um, and so we're doing our work by being in this physicality and by allowing this physicality to shift us, by allowing our body to move us into these higher states of consciousness and by continuing to remember how that works, coming deeper into our bodies, coming deeper into an alignment with who we are as a being of light and physical form. I am not my physicality. I'm a higher consciousness. I chose to be here, right? What is my truth? What is my, what is my resonance? What is my voice? Um, who's around me? Uh, that's what's important. That's the juice. Um, and then 
teeter-tottering between this three and 5D dimensional field that we're constantly going back and forth in uh, while we're trying to hold higher states of consciousness, while we're watching all this chaos happen, while we're feeling all the emotions. It's insanity what we're experiencing. Um, it's crazy, especially as warriors of light who have to continue to hold the higher states of consciousness. It's miraculous what we're doing, all of you. It's miraculous what you're doing. And we don't give ourselves enough credit because we beat ourselves up. Oh, I'm doing this wrong. I'm not doing this fast enough. I'm not hearing my guides. Oh, I'm feeling anger. Oh, this. Oh, I'm eating these bad foods. Oh, I'm not. All we do is beat ourselves up. And it's like, are you joking? Do you realize what you're actually doing? You're, you're a miracle. You're a courageous being of light in a physical body trying to hold these higher states, trying to be in these higher states, while you are also being very human and very third dimensional and experiencing all those emotions. So we need to give ourselves more uh, kudos for what we're doing here right now. Uh, more and more and more and more and more, not less. Beat ourselves up too much. Laurie, so our job is to be ourselves in our lives. Bingo. Yeah. And be true to ourselves and just live our lives. And, and wherever we're going, we're holding a frequency and doing our thing, whether we're on the subway, in the, in the bank telecue, being masked, whatever's going on, we're, we've just got to be, which is quite simple, really. Because the most common question is, what's the meaning of life? And it's just be yourself, no matter what. Yep. And how deeply can you love yourself? And how deeply can you have compassion for yourself while you're going through this human journey? And how deeply can you try to love other humans, other beings, um, while you're going through it? And can you remember why you're here? Can you remember that you're not here just willy-nilly to eat pizza and eat nachos and you know get married and have children like that's all great stuff but there's a bigger purpose for for you being in that physicality that's how important you are people don't want to necessarily hold the importance of who they are it's almost like yeah i want to know and then you're like oh wait am i really that important i don't think i'm really that important it's like oh my god you swear to god you're that important like you are essential to the evolution of human consciousness and to be able to hold that and to sit with that, it's like, uh-huh, sure, whatever, right? Um, but it's true. It's, it's really, it's actually true. And, uh, and if you can walk outside knowing that, how, how, would, how would that change the way you are in every now, right? If you walked out and you're like, I'm badass, I'm here to change the human collective. Like, I can see through all this, right? And then you get in a car and you honk at someone and you scream and yell. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's interesting, right? And then you move back into that state of like, oh, man, I'm badass, right? You just move through these states without attaching to any of it. It's like you're just, you're just being in all of this, uh, not taking it so seriously, even though these are really intense times. Uh, but they're freaking miraculous what we're doing. It's really miraculous what you guys are all doing, uh, what we're all doing. Even if you don't think you're doing anything, you are. You are. If you can visualize like every, every human body and um, has an, it has a pulse that it's emanating out, and your body is one of them, right? And we're literally on the front lines. We're like soldiers on the front lines moving the human collective into these higher states. 
we're on the front lines. And we're like, come along, we gotta go for it. We're going first. It's like, what the freak are we doing? We gotta go first, we gotta do this first. And then all the rest start to come. Piles upon piles of humans start waking up and following, right? But we're the front lines, we're the, we're the my guides always call us the warriors of light. Um, courageously navigating forward into the unknown, even though it is the known, because we've already been there. We just forgot. Are you ready to take everybody's questions? Everybody's been so good and quiet. Yeah, bring them. Let's go. And, and Karen, it, what's the best way of getting questions? To pop them in the chat? Yeah, we can pop. There's a couple of things here. Elizabeth says, I know it's tough off topic, but forgiveness, especially when they really get under your skin. Same process. Thanks, Laurie. Vladdy says here, I totally agree on that. One of the things that you were talking about, <laughs> I'm sure you agree. We are here to spread love, energy and fun. And Wendy says, I like what she says on her video about the physical shift in consciousness. We always have a choice. Do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that starts to happen when, do I look yellow? No, you look Does my cool. light look yellow? Darling. Oh, okay. Okay. In the um, um, one of the things that starts to happen when we start moving into these higher states of consciousness is we start realizing, oh, I've got choice in every now. I can't blame anything on anyone else anymore. Like, I'm not a victim. And, and then you start playing the game of human, right? Then you, start, then you start realizing you become the observer. And when you become the observer, you start to choose. And then it starts to get kind of fun because you're empowered now. So step one is you have to become the observer. So you have to start watching yourself, meaning I am now doing this. I am now feeling this. I'm now choosing to talk to this person. I'm now choosing to ignore this person's phone call. I'm now choosing, right? You're observing yourself being human. That's the first step. Once you start observing yourself, you then recognize that there's an, there's an infinite amount of choices that you have in every single now moment in how you want to respond to any of it. You become free. It's like you're unshackled. And then you start recognizing that you're, you can choose the paradigms, the programs, the storylines, the narratives that you're going to play in, which create your reality. Right? So then you're like, oh my God, I'm creating my reality. And you can say, oh, I'm going to now choose to play in this paradigm or in this program, and it's going to make me feel these certain ways, and I'm choosing it. So what? I don't care. I'll do that sometimes. I'll dive into some rabbit hole that's creating anger, rage, and, and, and angst in me. But I don't care because I know that this is what I'm choosing, and I'm in control of this whole process. And so in I go, right? And then I choose to pull myself out. I choose to breathe. I choose to listen to some music and get myself out of that that consciousness and then I choose something else right there's no right or wrong about how we're navigating this it's about sovereignty it's about recognizing that you are a sovereign being which means that I'm light in form I've got a frequency that emanates out from my body that dictates sort of how I take in the external world and I'm safe in this. It's mine. It's my frequency. It's my truth. It's my voice. It's me. I'm all here, right here, sovereign. Off I go into this energetic world. I'm going to bump into all these other energies and I get to choose. No one's doing anything to me. 
that's higher states of consciousness, starting to really understand that, really starting to play in that space. Um, and it's practice because we really want to blame people. We want to blame. Um, and it's okay when we blame. But when you come back into a sovereign space, you're like, oh, nobody's running this ship but me. No one's steering this but me. It's just me steering this, right? And it's really challenging when you're in the world that we're in right now where it's like, oh, no, you got to wear a mask. Oh, no, your child has to have this experience. Oh, no, right? So how do you choose from a sovereign place when you have to wear a mask at a grocery store or you're going into stage four, you know, quarantine again? You choose the way you're going to experience it. You choose your state of being. So you see the bigger picture. You see that we're in a river flowing through this. This isn't stagnant. Energy doesn't stay. So you have your emotion around it. I hate wearing the mask. I'm sick of wearing the mask for the mask, if that's your state, right? And then you're like, okay, now that I'm feeling all that, how am I going to choose to be? What's the state of consciousness I'm going to choose to be that's going to emanate out from my body, right? So, because a lot of people say, well, I don't have a choice in that. Sure, there's aspects of the truth in that, but you do have a choice in how you're going to be. And if you remember that we're all moving down a river, the evolution of consciousness is a river, it's flowing. This isn't going to stay. This isn't going to be forever. We have to move through this. That's the uncomfortable piece of this shift. Unfortunately, countries are going to be experiencing it a little bit differently than other countries, but we have to go through this. There's no way around it. We, we just can't go around it. We have, we have to go through it. Um, we have to watch these things explode and, and erupt, so to speak. That makes sense? Hi, Laurie. I've got a question. Gives me so much comfort to hear you say that we've already made it and it's done and it's complete. So can you describe what the future is going to look like and the time frame? Time frame, they will not give me. So they never give me time frames. Uh, it's a now moment for them. So whenever they give me messages, it's already done. It's like, it's, they're, they're like, it, it, this is already, it, this is the now, right? And I'm like, well, it's not the now for us, but it's a now, it's done. And so they don't ever say to me, this is the now, and this is how long it's going to take you guys. The reason they don't ever give me time is because we have the ability to shift the human frequency, the human collective's frequency, based on free will. Meaning, if we continue to hold higher states of consciousness, as often as we possibly can, we can shift the human collective quicker, right? And if we shift it quicker, then we're jumping timelines quicklier, quicklier, if that's even a word, quicker, and we're able to move into these higher states faster, right? So I have no idea how long this journey is going to take. I can say that it's in phases. So when they say that we've already been through this, it's sort of like we're, we're, there's a phase one, so to speak, right? If I were to give time, do not hold this, but a couple years uh, of going through what we're sort of going through right now, the intensity of it is going to subside because we, we're used to it. So we're getting used to how to navigate these things. 
Um, but again, who knows what's going to happen in terms of time, time frame. When we pop out of this first phase, there's going to be a large human collective that's going to be being in uh, these 5D states of consciousness. So there's going to be millions of humans that are going to be more unified. There's going to be millions of humans that are going to be experiencing compassion and love and peace and empathy, um, present moment. They're going to be experiencing it more and more and more while they're still experiencing third dimension. So there's, there's not going to be a separation from third dimension right away. So you're still going to be experiencing the third dimension. But the first phase that we kind of get through, there's going to be much more of this 5D state that we'll be holding in our bodies. So right now, if I were to just speak about myself, I'm probably experiencing myself in a 5D state 35, 40% of the time. Um, there's no right or wrong about it, right? But that's probably if I were to try to like dissect it. So when we get through this first phase, there'll be more of us holding more of that 5D state more often. Does that make sense? And is that 5D state you talk about full and what the Buddhists would call full enlightenment? No, I, I think full enlightenment is, uh, I think full enlightenment would be full that would be when you're when you're sort of completely holding your whole body is holding this 5d state at, at all times right your whole body is is vibrating in a 5d frequency uh at all times you would be in a very enlightened state you would be able to look at any murder chaos death torture, anything that may be happening, you'd be able to see it from a state of love, uh, peace, compassion. So no, that's where we're going. But this first phase, it's steps. It's like phases that we're going through. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take to get to that. And like that sort of like, I would call that an anchoring into a 5D. So when you anchor into 5D, your body is holding complete 100% 5D consciousness. That's anchored in. Um, and until then, you're, you're, you're feeling and experiencing and being 5D consciousness, but it's, it's a, like a percentage in the body, so to speak, right? So like you got a whole ton of 3D consciousness, 4D consciousness, and 5D consciousness sort of that you're experiencing, and there's a percentage uh, that's in the body, so to speak. It's not actually what's happening but that's just how you understand it and so the more we shift the more that percentage moves into 5d until it's 100 percent 5d then you're anchored and what's 4d 4d is sort of that space in between almost like they show it to me as like a bridge like where you're holding hands on both sides so your ego is telling you something and your heart's telling you something at the exact same time and you're able to tap into both that would be a 4D consciousness, right? So you're aware of both. You're maybe kind of being pulled in both. Uh, you're not necessarily one or the other. You're kind of like, what I, I, got, I got these two options right now that I can play in, right? And, when, and 5D is more of like, all right, I'm feeling empathy and compassion right now for everything. 3D is more of like, uh, that person is crazy. I want to, I'm going to pull their hair out. They're driving me nuts, right? Um, that, that kind of, and, you're, and you notice that you go like this, 
24 all day long, right? You'll leave your house feeling like, dude, I've got this. I am so in a high state. And then I'll get in my car and I'll see somebody wearing a mask with the windows up all by themselves. And then I scream and then I'm like, oh, look at, I just went into some other state of consciousness. Oh, great, Lori. I thought you were supposed to love everybody and have compassion. Okay, breathe, compassion. Can you have, right? So then you're just like moving back and forth through these different states. Uh, some people will do the opposite. It's like they're watching people do these things like not wear a mask and they're like, how can you not wear a mask, right? And then three minutes later, before that, they were in this really beautiful state of consciousness. So this is just how it is right now. It's just a learning process. There's a few questions here, darling, one that I just want to um, address. And there says, how does it look practically holding the light? For me, uh, is to make sure I'm happy and excited every single day, which means for me working on my triggers and my shadow traumas. Am I on the right track with this? Or for instance, leaving a relationship that I wasn't happy with made me feel excited about life again, peace, etc. So am I leaving behind things that I don't, that don't serve me anymore? I mean, I think it's all of it. So like, it's all, it's all happening. It's all happening in the now. So what do I mean by that? When your body starts to hold higher states of consciousness, unbeknownst to you, you're going to start to feel the need to change things in your life. And you're not going to be able to settle any longer for things that are making you unhappy. And it's a matter of time before it's like, I can't be this unhappy any longer, right? So which came first, the chicken or the egg? It's hard to tell, right? But usually it's the body's frequency shift that starts to shift your reality and how you're living your life. And when that starts to happen, then you start experiencing more joy, more freedom, more peace. Whether you leave a relationship, leave a job or not, you can still start experiencing these higher states of consciousness, even if you're in an experience that you don't want to be in any longer, right? So it's about choosing how you want to navigate the, the now moment you're in, even if you're in a moment that you don't want to be in. So sometimes allowing yourself to have whatever you're having in that now moment is being in a higher state of consciousness. Because what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to be you and you're not beating yourself up. And that's being in a higher state of consciousness as opposed to why am I still doing this? Why am I still in this? I hate that I'm still doing this. I can't believe I'm still doing this. I'm this, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's beating you up, but that's, 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 that's perpetuating it. And this takes practice, right? So holding higher states of consciousness or being that light sometimes means just loving yourself or having compassion for yourself when you're not. Um, and then recognizing that as the body starts to increase its frequency, which is happening all the time, you'll start to notice that you're going to be pulled away from the things that are no longer creating excitement and joy. It's a natural process. You just won't want to do it anymore. And it's a matter of when you'll start to shift into those things that are creating joy and peace and excitement. And as you're in that transition, you give yourself compassion, you give yourself empathy, you give yourself a pat on the back, you love yourself as much as you can, recognizing as the observer that you're going through this, 
right? Like you're watching yourself go through this and you're trying to cheer yourself on as opposed to beating yourself up because this process is not easy. Shifting into higher states of consciousness in a physical form, there's nothing easy about it. Um, so yes, I hope that answered your question. And Laurie, is the converse also true that when you shift into high states of consciousness, not only will you of your own free will release things that no longer serve you so that you can be more true to yourself. Sometimes does the universe make those decisions for you and remove or spit out from your orbit things that no longer serve you? Yes, you absolutely. Think, like this has been the year for me where it's just like all these things have just been spit out from my orbit. Me too. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you could say that it's it's from the universe or or your higher self right that you had a you had a part in this you just weren't necessarily aware that that you had the part in it but absolutely one thousand percent we don't have time anymore many of us we don't have time anymore to sort of um let it happen slowly so it, it will, it can happen like instantaneously where all of a sudden that person just ends up moving somewhere out of the country or to a different state. And it's like, Oh my God, that was so easy. They're gone. I don't even have to break up with them or I don't even have to do whatever it is. Right. Or your job, right. Something happens where all of a sudden you get let go and you're like, Oh my God, thank God. I don't even have to do anything. Now I get to move through this other, you know, it can happen very uh, effortlessly. Um, here's the key. The key to this, you guys is, if you're in a place where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in a crunchy place in my life. I don't really want to be here right now. I, I want to be shifting into something else. Here's what I do. And this can be trauma work. This can be Akashic record work. This could be relationship work, contract. This could be anything, right? I hold two timelines. I hold the timeline that I'm in right now where I'm experiencing myself in it. And then I hold the timeline where I'm out of it. And they both exist in the now moment because we live in a quantum field, which means everything exists in the now moment. And so I hold the version of me that's already doing that thing or having that thing or experiencing that thing. And I let go of control and I let go of attachment, I let go of time. And all I do is I stay present in my now moment, detached from that version of me in the other timeline. But I'm walking side by side with her. She's right there with me. I see her, I feel her, I know her, and she's right there. And I'm always connected to her on an energetic level. And so what I do is I stay present and I surrender into where I am right now. I allow myself to just flow through whatever it is I'm experiencing, knowing that in any now moment, I'm going to be in that other version. It's not my job or my role to figure out when, how, or why. It's my job to hold on an energetic level that other timeline, that other version of me, focusing on and energetically connected to it. And the next thing you know, it's almost like magic. You find yourself all of a sudden standing in that another in that new version and it kind of depends on what that version is and and who she, he or she is uh but it's magic and it's the quantum and it's it's worked for me it's how i it's how i live my life um and there's timelines that i'm holding that i haven't jumped into yet and i don't care i'm, I'm I, I trust that the divine time for me to jump in there will be the divine time but the reason that's so powerful and potent is because you start to surrender into where you are and you're not attached, right? It's, 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 it, it's, it becomes this flow state that you move into um, because you know there's a version of you that already exists in the now moment that's just waiting for you. Beautiful. I'm going to read out a couple of things here. 
Kathy says, oftentimes I recognize I have ultimate ways, unlimited ways to respond to something. I choose not to react or respond at all, which is so different than in the past when I felt like I had to react or respond to everything because it meant I had an opinion. <laughs> she says, I just love emanating love as a response. That's beautiful. And Inez wants to know, is it true that the earth is splitting and some people will stay on this 3D earth? I'm going to get, I want you to respond to that because I'm just going to just read out a couple of other things. Uh, Alex says, uh, Laurie, talk about pure love for people who do heinous crimes. Inez says, thank you. Kristen says, I recall a conversation with Karen and another guest recently where we talked about things being effortless. Reminds me of Laurie sharing that she stood at the mountain and said, I am here 1000%. So for me, I say, I won't decide what I'll become. I will allow those who are guiding me to bring it on, so to speak, go with the flow. Okay, what do you want to respond to first? Um, do you want to respond to the, is it true that there is uh, a splitting from an earth and some people will stay in 3D earth. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, I had an interview earlier this morning um, with a man in Ireland and that was a big piece that people were wanting to get clarity on. And so I preface this by saying, and I do this with a lot of my messages, this is my truth that comes in from the Galactic Federation of Light. It is not the only truth and it's not the absolute truth. Okay, so there's a lot of different truths and whatever resonates, you want to hold that, right? Uh, but this is, this is how they've explained uh, this really uh, beautiful process. Okay. It's all happening in this now moment. That's the first thing. So we're not going anywhere. There is no new earth that we jump into. There's no new planet that we jump into. We don't go anywhere. And what is happening is it is like... Uh, you know the Russian dolls where there's one large doll and there's another the smaller doll and there's a smaller doll and there's a smaller doll and you just pull out the big one and you see the next one and you see the next one? That's how this, is, that's how this works. So the 3D field and the 5D field is in this now moment right now. And so the way I see it is like balls or clouds of consciousness because it, it helps me to understand this. And the way that they showed me describing it today was like the 3D consciousness is like a, a tennis ball, right? Or a, you know, a softball, right? And the three and the 5D consciousness is like a ping pong ball right now. Meaning there's more of humanity connected to the 3D timeline till the 3D timeline is larger. There's less of us right now connected into the 5D timeline till the 5D timeline is smaller. So there's more of us believing the 3D timeline. It's larger, it's bigger, it's more obvious. What happens as more of us start to hold 5D consciousness is we over and over and over again, we start to jump over into that 5D ball. And the more we hold that 5D consciousness, higher states of consciousness over and over again, that ball starts to get larger and larger and larger. They're both existing in the now moment. And as that ball starts to get larger and larger and larger and larger, this ball gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And this is a process that happens over time gracefully. It has to happen gracefully because the body would literally, it, it can't hold a quick shift. It would, it would, it's like electricity, right? You would short circuit. So the 5D is, is getting larger and larger and larger as the 3D starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. 
the 3D is always going to be there and it's always going to be an option because we live in a quantum field. So even when you're in 5D, you're always going to have an option to move back down into a 3D field. It doesn't go anywhere. But you are holding such high states of consciousness, you don't choose to move back down. There are millions of humans that are going to stay in a 3D field for a very, very long time, even as more 5D consciousness opens. But eventually what you are going to see happen is a tipping, a tipping of the reality and the world will be experienced more and more and more through the lens of this 5D timeline. The more humans jump on it over and over and over, it starts to grow. That's how energy expands. That's how timelines open. That's how, that's how like the 5D field, dimensional field starts to become more obvious. We start to be, see it more. We start to recognize it more. We start to believe it more. So you don't leave your third dimensional human family anywhere. Right. This is again, this is not an overnight process. So they will have an opportunity to come along and most of them will eventually come along. It's, it, it's unfortunate that there are, you know, that there's this fear, I think, for a lot of people of like, oh, my God, am I going to lose Am I going to, am I not going to do it? Am I going to miss the boat? Oh my God. Am I missing the boat? Like, what do I need to do to make sure I don't miss the boat? There's no boat. Hang on. It's right here. Right. It's right here right now. So you don't go anywhere and you don't miss anything. From my experience of what the guides have showed me, that's how they show it to me. And it's very, very challenging to sort of understand this until we're actually really in it, going through it watching it then it's like oh this is what they were talking about right it's really challenging to understand until you're in it experiencing it which we are by the way uh but we're just beginning so visualize it as two kind of balls one's really big right now 3d one's starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger here's the other thing you guys here's what's going to start to happen and you're going to start to notice this and you may already be noticing this this is fabulous so here's how you know there's two different dimensional fields You'll be holding one frequency. There's no right or wrong, good or bad. Nothing wrong with holding 3D consciousness. And we all do it. Okay, so there's no good or bad, right or wrong. But you may be holding higher frequencies than, let's say, a friend of yours. And on that day that you guys are hanging out, you're really holding high frequencies, right? You can feel it in your body. And your friend's just doing what your friend does. And let's say you're going for a walk or you're, you're doing something together. You guys are going to be experiencing different realities. You're going to be seeing things differently, hearing things differently, responding differently, having different triggers. You, you guys may see some sort of incident happen and the friend may have a reaction and a response and you're going to have a reaction and a response, right? You may not even experience it or, or react or feel it at all. And your friend may like have anxiety and stress and worry, right? Two completely different dimensional fields, totally different clouds that you're standing in. That's how it works. That's, that's, and it's already happening right now. So it's not this like, boom, it's going to happen. And it's, and this is what it's going to look like. And the split's going to happen. And then off we go. Um, from what I've been told. Critical mass. Yeah. Yeah. It's how it all happens. 
It's, it's yeah. how it all happens. I, this, I could say a lot about that, but I won't. Um, I, I, it'd be great to address Alex's. Alex says, can you talk, Laurie, can you talk about pure love for people who do heinous crimes? Well, Laurie, personality Laurie, or the Galactic Federation of Light? Um, personality, like Laurie here, that's, I don't have that ability yet. So I don't have the ability yet to be able to necessarily, um, it's very challenging, I'll say, to, to hold um, the frequency of love for things that make my stomach nauseous. I, 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 I'm not there yet. From the Galactic Federation of Light's perspective, it's all a choice and it's all um, a contract. Okay, so everything is, is, is designed and, and, and divinely chosen by that higher dimensional being that's in that body. And that it's some, that's really hard for a lot of people to hear, um, but it's how it works. And so it doesn't make it easier to sort of hold that love, but when you can start to play in that space, you may be able to hold a little bit more empathy, compassion, or love for them. Um, so we practice, right? Like there's certain behaviors that I can actually hold empathy, compassion, and love for. There are certain behaviors that I absolutely cannot right now, and, I, and I'm not even going to try. And I'm okay with that, right? I know there will be a time where I will be able to. But I always hold the knowingness and the perspective that, that's the choice they're making, right? They are choosing a consciousness that beats up animals, right? They're choosing a consciousness that, that does horrible things to children or horrible things to the environment. As a higher dimensional consciousness, they chose that as a part of their human experience. And from that perspective, there's no right or wrong. This is all a third dimensional spectrum of consciousness that you get to play in. And from that higher perspective, it's all plain and really dense consciousnesses. So my recommendation would be, what are you capable of holding in love, compassion, and empathy, right? Oh, I can hold that. I can hold that. I can hold that. What are you not able to yet? Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, can I look at that as a choice that they made as a higher dimensional consciousness that dropped into the body? Nope, still can't. Mm -mm, nope, you know. Yeah, I can, right? So we just play around with where are we in this awareness um, because you can't fake, you, you can't fake the frequency of love towards something if you don't actually emanate that love out. Um, but that, that's just my experience and how I've kind of navigated it. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other teachers that are like, oh, no, 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 this is how you do it and this is how I do it. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty honest about what I can love and what I can't right now. And, and I do my best, but it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard until it's not, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's interesting. The guides say through me the same as your guides, the same as Paul Silhouette's guides this is the game we're playing. So what can we look at? What we, can we experience and feel that detachment from the third dimensional reality experience and more attachment or more connection to call it a fifth dimensional experience or a, um, your soul's perspective. 
And from, like you said, the, 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 the Federation said, the soul's perspective is this is something from your soul's perspective that has been chosen, that has been wanted. There is, there is value in this experience, even for the one being persecuted, be it the animal or the child or the person uh, or, you know, the, the person that's raped and murdered, you know, might have chosen that and there was value for that soul. So, you know, the game we're playing here on earth is can we remember our soul's perspective? And when we can, and as you say, sometimes not easy, but when we can, if we can look at out into the, the world of illusion, of third dimensional illusion, and, and see it with, um, what did Alex say, with um, beautiful love. What did you say, Alex? Pure, uh, pure, pure love. Pure love. Pure love. Yeah. yeah, you catch yourself being human and, and, and being in this matrix. You catch yourself and you're like, oh, look at, I just despised that person. I just hated that person for what they did. Um, and then you snap. And in that snapping moment, you're like, you pull your, you literally like disconnect from the matrix. You disconnect from third dimension and you become like what Karen said, the soul again, right? You're like, oh yeah, I remember what's going on here. And then you jump back into the matrix. You're like, I still hate that person. I still can't believe they did. I'm going to beat them up. I want to slap them. I want to, right? And then you're like, right? I do that all the time, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the key, right, Alex, is that you don't beat yourself up because <laughs> what's the point of beating yourself up? It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're in a physical body. It is not your fault that you're in a third dimensional field. It is not your fault that you're experiencing all this consciousness. It's not your fault that you're watching somebody beat up an animal or whatever you're watching. It's not your fault. So if you remember that it's not my fault, I'm just being a human, then you can actually start observing yourself and maybe actually giving yourself more compassion when you realize it is absolutely not your fault. Meaning you always have choice, of course, but it's not your fault that you're a human and that you're standing in a third dimensional field and you're watching all this stuff happen. That's not your fault, right? You chose to come in to be able to shift the human collective. And unfortunately, you got to feel and experience and see all the other stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, there's a few different groups online today. And what we talk about in my group is very much this stuff. And we challenge ourselves to be that soul's perspective, to be the unconditional love, which is, um, you know, not the experience of other groups or other consciousnesses. But, you know, like Paul Selig's guide say, when you can achieve that, you actually transmute that energy. Like if you can gaze upon something, if you can put your attention, your focus onto a thing that doesn't look nice, pretty, ain't pretty, and you can see it from your soul's perspective, the, your, the very act of your attention and your frequency and your energy flowing towards that thing transmutes that energy, which is something as 3D humans, we don't understand because we think if I love something that I disagree with, then I'm expanding it, then I'm agreeing with it, then I'm letting it grow. But it actually is the opposite, which is we're trying to get a wrap our heads around it. So most people are like, I've got to hate that thing because I mm. disagree with it instead of mm. finding love or the soul's perspective for it. Um, Cindy says here, I'm experiencing a lot of physical health issues at the moment and haven't before. Is there any relevant to this and our vibration? Thank you. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, physical experiences that we are having and are going to continue to have, and there's, there's different layers to it. So 
there's the layer of the body shifting frequencies. And when your body shifts frequencies, it's going to feel all kinds of other stuff inside of it. Um, you may get skin rashes, you may have headaches, you have nauseousness, you may um, be exhausted, you may have you know, uh, bloatedness, you may have uh, blurry vision, you may have gaining weight, losing weight, uh, I mean, you name it. There's a lot of experiences that the physical body may go through because of the frequencies that are coming into your, into your physicality. The other thing that's happening, Cindy, is that the dense consciousness that you have held within your body from traumas and any experience in the past that you didn't like to feel is stored inside the body. It's what we do. Oh, I don't want to feel that pain. I don't want to feel that argument. I don't feel that trauma. So we store it because we didn't want to feel it. So it stays. And what's happening is we're coming back into our bodies and we're starting to feel everything again. And when consciousness starts to move about, dense consciousness starts to move and separate, it can cause physical pains, okay? It can cause ulcers, it can cause uh, backache, it can cause um, all kinds of physical sensations. Because literally, wherever that consciousness was held, it's gonna be breaking up in your body. And so not only are you maybe feeling extreme pain certain places, but then you're also going to be feeling anger and rage and whatever is that consciousness that's inside there. So it's twofold. So navigating this is, 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 is compassion because you don't necessarily know which one it is. Is it dense consciousness I'm clearing? Is it higher states of consciousness that's just pushing through my body, right? So you want to, you don't necessarily have to figure out which one it is other than get present and feel. Don't be afraid to feel because whatever is coming through needs to be felt, even if it's the physical pain. And if it's physical pain you're having out of nowhere, can you move your awareness into where that physical pain is and what else is in there? It's something, it's not just the physicality of the pain. So what's, what else is happening? Does that make sense? It feels like to me, Cindy, that it's more of an emotional thing that's happening that's creating uh, physical pains. Yeah. So when I started yeah. learning how to love myself, <laughs> I had to think of, um, like a, a brand new baby. Cause I really didn't know. I was like, what does that even feel like loving myself? Like, honestly, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure what that feels like. Right. So I would imagine like, what does it feel like when you love, like when I loved uh, my niece or my nephew, or I loved when I was holding a brand new baby, right. Or a puppy. Um, what can you grab where you felt like just unconditional love? Mm. And then I tried to take that and turn it in towards me. And, and then you get to have your own experience with that, right? But that's where I started. I, I, took, I tried to externalize what love felt like to somebody else. And then I tried to turn that frequency of love onto Lori. Yeah. And just practice that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a Thank frequency. You. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Laurie. 
Oh, there's a few things going on here. Um, there's a couple of personal questions. Terry wants to know if she's going to get fired this week. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you want yeah. to? Get I, don't know. I don't know if that's a question for this group. Uh, Barbara says, classic. This is back to the um, other conversation we had. Uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Um, and I just want to put in my two cents here too. With uh, So having showcasing new world teachers, light weavers, star seeds, whatever you want to call yourself for, David says 30 years, not quite 30 years, maybe 25. Uh, what I've noticed is a lot of um, ascension symptoms or a lot of wake up calls come in the form of health. So uh, like Michaela Sheldon, who's a channel and, you know, she just had this chronic pain. She was like, your your super A type personality soccer mom and, you know, running the tuck shop and, you know, being the superstar mom. And yet her guides were calling to her and they called to her in the form of pain. So a lot of what loving yourself can look like is tuning into your soul's calling and, and just like Laurie talked about and, and making a commitment to actually be who you said you were going to be. Because we get to play in the 3D world. We get to be lovers and haters and mothers and wives and fathers. And, you know, we get to play all these beautiful roles and daughters and sons and all that. Stuff. And then our guides come calling and they say, okay, you said you were going to do some stuff. And, uh, and sometimes that calling looks like pain yeah so have a look at that cindy maybe thank you thanks it's probably the one question i get asked more than any other question is just like am i hearing my guides how do i hear my guides how do i hear my higher self so i just did a channeling class i did a four-hour webinar and the biggest takeaway that most people had was oh my god i'm already channeling i had no idea um most of the participants came back and said that to me and which was the which was the point of the webinar i wasn't teaching them anything i was showing them that they're already doing it and so we all are doing it right now and when 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 you when you when you're channeling you're not there is no it's all you're doing is the channel is the receiver within the body of, it looks like an energetic channel. It holds your energy centers. And so it's called a channel, right? But when you are pulling in higher frequencies, like your higher self and pulling in higher dimensional consciousnesses outside of your body, it always moves through the channel. It just, that's how the energy moves. And that's how the body is designed to receive. So the way in which you digest it is very unique to you. It could be a bodily goosebump. Oh my God, that resonates. I feel that. I can, I can, that, that, I, I feel like something's happening here, right? Your whole body's getting chills. It can sound like your own voice. So many times it, when you are receiving information from your higher self or the higher dimensional beings, it sounds like your own voice. So it'll sound like you talking to you. And that's why people don't believe it. Uh, you, a lot of people will get uh, a vision will pop in, right? They'll see something or they'll have some sort of vision come in, but they don't believe it because they think they're making it up. It's in my imagination. And so the key here is that there's no, there is no, 
boxed in, this is how it works when you channel, everyone channels and everyone is receptive and open to it. It's beginning to choose to either believe it or not believe it. And so you have to start to choose to believe what you're hearing in your head and, and actually have a conversation back and forth and, and, and hear that conversation because the higher self is very similar to the ego. They, they kind of hang out in the same sort of area, right? They just sound different. And so you believe the ego. Why do you believe your ego? What's the difference between believing your ego and believing your higher self? The difference is that you were born and programmed to believe the ego and you weren't born and programmed to believe your higher self. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, how do I do it? It, it, You're doing it by being. It it just is. So yeah, you are doing it. And so it's a matter of accepting that because a lot of people will say, well, I'm blocked. Uh, I have work to still do. I've got trauma that I have to heal. Um, I've had past lives where my, where I don't open up anymore. And it's like, well, you can choose that or you can choose to just start listening. It's a choice. And many people in my webinar were believed that they couldn't receive. They had this belief that they couldn't receive. And then they came out of it and they were like, oh my freaking God, I, I received, I heard, I saw all these things, right? It's like, well, because you chose. It's that simple. So you have to think of your body as this conduit that knows what it's doing. And then you begin to choose to believe, wait, what if that was real? What if that voice I heard wasn't me? What if? And then you start inviting in higher self. You start playing with these higher dimensional beings. You invite them in. You start having conversations as if they're human, have conversations with your higher self. You just start playing and you believe. You start choosing to, you choose. I'm going to choose to believe it. It's always a choice. And why are you choosing not to believe it? How, that's not fun. Choose to believe it. If I chose to never believe what I received, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right here because nobody told me it's correct. Nobody said, oh yeah, that's right. I had to choose to believe it. I had to choose to believe it. That's the only option I had. And because again, there are no signs that's going to pop up and say, yep, that's correct. Keep going. You heard it right. You have to choose to believe it. And it's going to sound like you. It's going to come from your head somewhere and you're going to be like, I'm making it up. Right. Or it's going to feel imaginatory. Yep. That's the third eye. Your third eye is your imagination. So you got to play with the imagination. It's the only way into the quantum. It's the imagination. That's the quantum field. So play. Thank you. Play. Oh, what you're saying is so brilliant. You know, uh, one of our tribe, uh, Brianna, just did your course that you just did, uh, Laurie, and, um, and she loved it and she got a lot out of it. And it's so funny because this is what we do in my course as well. Like she's done exactly the same in, in my group too. But our disbelief is so strong that we have to kind of go to many different avenues to kind of get that, to get that reassurance that because where our mind is going, oh, you're just making it up. Oh, you're just making it up. So it's like, I'll do that course and that course and that course and that course to try and convince myself that I'm not just making it up. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Yep. And there says, I just want to say, I just want to say, Vladdy has had a smile on his face as from ear to ear. <laughs> I don't know how you can maintain that smile, Vladdy. It's just beaming at the moment. I just and Inez, please ask your question, darling one. She has a question. Love it. If I were to turn that question back on you and ask you, what are the emotions 
what are the emotions? So they are asking you to, 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 to answer that yourself is basically what they're saying, because you are correct. It is emotion, right? So there's always these, like, they like to show me like particle consciousness that's clearing, right? Emotions that have been stored in our bodies from trauma or whatever that is, right? They're like little particles floating around almost, right? And we're breaking them up. And so the particles are moving. And if it's stuck in one of the energy centers, let's just say the fifth energy center, right? Or in between the fifth and the fourth energy center in that channel area or wherever it may be. And whatever happened when you drank that, it sort of allowed you to focus now on that spot. Yeah. And then when you focus on that spot, it's like, oh shoot, what else is there? And then all of a sudden you feel some emotion coming up and you're like, oh my God, that was blocked emotion. Thank God I can see it. So yeah. the answer, the question is, or the answer is, what are the emotions? Right. And, and can you courageously allow yourself to feel them as they're coming up? Are they heavy, heavy, heavy traumatic emotions or are they like, Oh no, I can, I can feel those emotions. Um, does that make sense? The lesson for yeah. all of us, but here's the lesson for all of us. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Here it is. Take it or leave it. And you don't have to take it and you can leave it or you can take it. <laughs> Only, you know, the answer to this. Only you know the answer to this. So you can go to all these different people that are going to tell you the answer. Yeah. Or you can sit with yourself and trust yourself that you know the answer. And you get to decide how long this is going to take. Nobody else is going to tell you. You're in, you're in charge of you. You're in charge of this. So what they want you to understand right now is that you're empowered to move through this yourself. You don't need anyone else to move you through this. You have the knowingness. You have the knowingness of what's happening and if it's still happening. And that may freak you out and you may be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. And they're saying, yes, you do. It's time to trust. It's yeah. time to trust. It's time to sit down with you and your higher self and your guides and say, okay, there's nobody here but me and my higher self and you guys. And that's all that matters. Because if you continue to go outward and get somebody else's opinion, then you are directing your now moments based on their reality. It's okay. It works. It's a very beautiful system that works, but that's not for you any longer. That's what they're saying. So you have to courageously say, I'm going to sit in this place that's super uncomfortable because it's very uncomfortable when you no longer look towards anybody else and you only look at you. It's very uncomfortable because it's very hard to trust you. It's very hard to trust that you can heal you. It's hard to trust that you have the answers. It's hard to trust that where you're going and what you're doing is correct because we have been programmed to believe others first. Yeah. And that works until it's no longer time for it to work anymore. And that's what they're saying. What if I, <laughs> uh, but this is what it means to move into higher states of consciousness. It really means to begin to come back to ourselves and to, and to trust us. Yeah. You know, we have everything here. Um, it's not easy. Though. You know, it's really interesting times right now because we are watching the divide unify. And the only way that we do that is to watch it get more divided and more divided and more polarized. And it's, um, 
it's a very combative energy. And when you're on the front lines, receiving from both ends, it's, it's an acceleration of, uh, of sovereignty. That's for darn sure, because you are really learning how to hold yourself in your frequency and your truth no matter what you are receiving externally, you are learning how to allow all opinions and truths to be without the knee-jerk reaction to argue, respond, or defend. And so there are these beautiful lessons in what is occurring right now, and yet we're not all designed to throw ourselves out there to be beat up by the divide, by the polarization. Um, and so learning how to navigate that fine line, a lot of us could probably agree with this, is that it's almost impossible to keep quiet, right? It's all, you're, you're almost, it's almost like, I can't keep, regardless of what side or divide or polarization or belief or truth you have, there's a lot of us that are like, God, I just need to start speaking my truth. And so we are learning how to speak truth and hold truth from a neutral perspective, which means I'm standing in the middle of the lane, the middle of the highway, and there's all these different lanes that are in this now moment that are holding truths, including my own. And there's no truth that's the absolute truth. And when I'm standing from that observational space, that neutral space, I have an opinion, I have a truth. And yet I'm also recognizing that there are all these other truths. And when I hold that vision and when I hold that neutral perspective, there's no need to argue. There's no need to convince because you recognize that there's always gonna be these different truths right now. There's, always, there's gonna be all these different opinions. And if you are holding the frequency of trying to convince people that their truth is wrong, then you're gonna be in a lot of sort of suffering or combat, right? As opposed to just speaking your truth. It's a very different frequency. Um, just speaking your truth in order to be able to speak your truth so that it can perhaps educate or allow others to resonate with it is a very different frequency than my truth is the correct truth. And I'm going to speak my truth so that everybody else can realize that their truth isn't right. That's a very different frequency. Um, and, and, um, and, you know, like what's the job of, if any, of, of, of animals, especially whales and dolphins, but cats and dogs, horses and other beings that are in, in this critical year and time and moment. So what comes through for you about dogs and cats and rabbits and horses and animals and, and whales especially? Yeah, so um, when I was writing my book, it was really interesting when they spoke about um, when the earth was kind of redesigned in a third dimensional field, there were specific um, body forms, not bodies, you know, human bodies, but, um, but form, physical forms that were going to be holding 5D consciousness. And that was their role. And 
these were all the animals, all the insects, all the amphibians, the whales, the dolphins, the dogs, the cats, the snakes, the spiders, the flies, the things that we can't stand, uh, you know, the, the little critter. They all are holding the ants. They're all holding 5D consciousness. So they're, they're literally in a completely different state of consciousness than we are. They might not have the brain capacity that we do, but that, 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 has, no, that has no bearing on their job and their role. So they have been placed on the planet as physical forms holding this consciousness. And the whales, you know, you can think of certain, you can feel the consciousness in specific um, animals or mammals or whatever you want to call them uh, in more intensity than others. Uh, for instance, maybe if you hang out with a snake, you may not feel that 5D consciousness the same way you would if you're hanging out with a whale, right? If you're hanging out with a whale, there is absolutely no doubt that you're going to feel a energetic alignment and connection that, 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 that this matrix that we're in is not real right? I mean, you're going to connect into that energy and say, oh, there is something much bigger happening here. Um, there is a being inside that huge form. There is a being inside that. You look at an, an a dog, there is a being, there's a consciousness inside that. And the more we move into these higher states, the more we're able to actually see the consciousness as opposed to the animal. Um, the, it's almost like the consciousness comes alive more and more. And it's like, oh, that's not a dog. That you, you can see that there's a, there's a higher consciousness, there's a, there's a being, right? And so their job and their role is to hold that 5D consciousness, to reflect that 5D consciousness. Um, and uh, the more you hang out with them, the more you can tap into that. Um, as we see Linda's little 5D consciousness being right there. Um, I want to say thank you. Thank you very, very much for what you're just saying. And thanks, David, for the question, because this is what I've been teaching for more years than I want to think about. For example, if any of you have been in the presence of a wild elephant, I'm not talking of a zoo, but when you are in the presence of a wild elephant in, in, the, in the bush, you know that you are in the presence of a huge consciousness it's one of it can be a life-changing experience and these are entries entries into the consciousness that we're speaking of so thank you so much for saying that it's awesome yeah and and what's so beautiful about this is that you'll be able to all of us will be able to tap into this more and more um, yes. as we are in our bodies and um, and and able to to see it and to feel it um which is part of the shift in consciousness because we won't be killing animals anymore we won't we won't be able to because we'll be look we'll be looking at it as wait that's an actual consciousness it's it, you know a lot of things are going to shift as we start shifting into higher states um but also david the the connection to the whales and the dolphins is also a lemurian and atlantean timeline right and so there's a knowingness that this is like oh no these are my brothers and sisters these are like these are my beings these are my these are my yeah. these are my yeah. buds you know what i mean like uh they are not whales they are uh they are badass consciousnesses that have been holding down these frequencies they're light workers um they really are they're light workers right and so uh they're warriors of light, just like us, but they're choosing to be inside this sort of whale body. 
um, and a lot of them are Palladian. A lot of them are Palladian, a lot of them are Syrian. Um, many, many are Palladian and Syrian in, in, that, in, the, in, the, in the water. Thank you um, so, so much, Laurie. I think we're at two hours now and you've had a very busy day. So can I, though, first of all, before I will hand over to Karen, but can I thank you very much on behalf of our Pleiadian Awakenings group and the Critical Thinkers group of Sula, thank you very much, and, and Karen's Inner Sanctum group. It's been like really enlightening and lovely and I, I can't wait to watch the replay. So thank you very, very much, Dali. Thank you for having me in here. I had no idea this is what it was going to be like. So it's fun. I'll come back whenever you guys want. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, th this was a first for us, combining all these groups. It's been, um, it, everyone's behaved really well. Thank you all so much. <laughs> yeah, it's been, because it's, it's hard to handle so many people online. And, and uh, I hope everyone's questions, you know, I didn't read out everything that everyone said. But just all unmute yourself and say thank you. Say whatever you want to say. Free for all. Yay, chaos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Sula, thank you so much. Thanks, Laurie. Spread the love. Spread the love. Thanks, you guys. It was fun. I loved it. <laughs> good job we're doing it we're doing it absolutely we're doing it absolutely bring it laurie bring it we're bringing it bring it <laughs> we're doing it thanks you guys bye-bye laurie thank you so much thanks everybody yeah.